everybody. Welcome back to Cow Daily. As you can see, I'm sitting in front of an actual brick wall. It's not it's a massive lie. We're just on the move at the minute. So um, essentially, I'm doing some like proper janky setup today. There's an office space below us as well. So there might be some noises and there's a road out there. And there might definitely be some noise from that. But we're going to try our best. Slaz told us recently, though, that there was a gap on the last show. So he, he said, just play some tunes, play the tunes, let it all kick in, we'll have our tea. And that's what we're going to do. There is now a near a boot. Tea check today, boom bow. It's lemon balm with honey. Bit of a dodgy throat happening. Maybe that's what you need. You do. The grass is what down is. You need it. Get it in your face. Because it's good and healthy, that's why essentially it's what I'm saying. We're going to, what we're going to talk about today. Oh, I'm not a blaster. Never do this, but it's Friday afternoon, right? And it's been a troublesome week. So, I went by the devil's lettuce. <laughs> so, who gives a fuck? Right. Oh, I've sworn everything. That's why. That's why I should care. Demonetized immediately. Enough. Enough of that sitar. Who's in these comments? Leon's a boot. Nice to see you, pal. I haven't seen you for a while, brother. Zoe's a boot. Are you together? Are you together? Slaz in the area. What did you rate make of that, Slaz? Do you reckon that was like a big enough a big enough intro for everybody to catch up on that, mate? Thank you for that advice the other day. Duncan Paler. Hang on a minute. Yeah, he's throwing up that pirate flag, the black flag of justice. Joanne's in the house. Nice to see you, mate. Are you in Turkey or are you not? Carlos, nice to see you, my friend. E, right back at you. Jason Corbus, a scholar and a gentleman, jumping onto YouTube. Tell them. Kevin's in the house. Been a while since he's caught a live stream. Pleased to see you, pal. Always a pleasure. Never a chore. Joanne's saying she's got our notifications today. Ah, oh, that's good. Um, <clears throat> and she's in Turkey. Excuse a, a boon for all burglars in the Hertfordshire area. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not connected with Hertfordshire or any other burglars. Um, apologies for the throat today. That's why I've got a bit of the honey in here. I'm hoping I haven't got some Lurgenstein, you know. Apologies for the janky background and that kind of thing. Apologies for me and everything to do with me as well. We're going to talk about um, what we're going to talk about again. Whoa, don't. Oh, they just dropped me babe on the floor. Jank times, two seconds. Honestly, I don't know what to make these out of, right? But I was thinking that's definitely getting smashed, that like. Didn't get smashed. Amazing. Amazing work. First thing we're going to talk about is this. This gave me some hope this week. Um, Massive Glasgow Celtic Ultras, anti-fascist Glasgow Celtic banner in the Green Brigade section. And given we've seen all manner of fash business, um, Suella Braveman and others this week, 
it was just a beautiful thing to see and just elsewhere where others seem to be not holding up the values you can always rely on celtic and that did give us a lot of hope just the other day actually where i was like god man what's going on with people and then you say this against lazio of all clubs as well um people who've tuned into this before will know about the irreducibly and um the lazio ultras we've done a bit on that linked to georgia maloney um around about the time she was elected and um by the way rishi sunak and a full circle maneuver um, has done some kind of like op-ed joint thing with Georgia Maloney about got to keep the boat people out and all that. Got to blame others for our clusterfuck of problems. Well, that's two fucks already. Three, no fucks given. JC, no, not that one. No passeran. Always my friend at all times. Nice to see Linda Harvey here. Nice to see you, Linda. Hi. Hi, right back at you, mate. Slides is throwing up the flags we all know and love. Um, JC saying my favorite bit is the upside down muslin on the flag. Brilliant. I uh, hang hanging true and proud from a lamppost. So shouts to Glasgow Celtic and the good people of Glasgow Celtic. Absolutely lush that saying that this week. Also, it's Jez Hunt season, lest we forget. Um, Jez Hunt every year. He was even on the news about this. I don't even know if you're in the comments, Jez, but if you are, pop up. Jez Hunt season, it's not Poppy season, it's Jez Hunt's anniversary of this. No one is offended by Poppies. Poppies, don't be an idiot. It's a lie put about by the far right to make you think that Muslims will get upset. It's horse shit. Muslims sell Poppies. Muslims fought in huge numbers in both world wars. 50,000 of them gave their lives in the trenches for you. They flew spitfires in the Battle of Britain for you. Don't believe people who hold the same ideas as the Nazis. You look like an idiot and you shit on the memory of those that fought. Indeed, no one is trying to ban Christmas either. Jez was on, I believe, the BBC a few years ago because of this. And even this from 2019 was a rehash from the original Jez Hunt legend of possibly nearly a decade ago, which is mad when you think about it. And I do frequently at least once a year. It's become a tradition of Milk the Cow outlets to keep keep sending this out a bit, like missing grob bags and stuff like that. It's in the firmament. Shouts to Jez. Shouts to everybody who has a brain everywhere. Um, on the left, on the screen, there's a little drawing of a doctor with his arms around somebody. No, of course, my breath can't infect you with COVID. I'm a doctor. And on the right, Picture of a child in front of the Twin Towers from back in the day. The world you were born in no longer exists. Now, why am I being this macabre? Right. I just wanted to pull this up today and just keep reiterating it. And I'm trying to do it like as gently as possible because I understand the psychology of everything just now. Um, well, as much as I possibly can, living in these problems, same as everybody else. The world's not going to get back to what it was in 2019. But when we accept that, we can like actually do some really um, basic things that wouldn't actually require anybody doing anything day to day once they're installed, which is obviously the HEPA filters, you know, um, we we'll obviously need that and we'll obviously need people to switch on to that. So I'm just going to be keeping that guy and I'm going to keep bringing it up. I mean, it's just a short show today. I just want to say hello um, and just tell you that from next week, we'll be returning pretty much as normal going more towards normal we're going to have our own little spot again um some family stuff going on so i've been around you know 
being in the wind. But um, and so I'm sitting in front of a fake brick wall because behind me are and dragons. It's, it's kind of like I think we're like a hostage video. That's what we're doing here. This is a hostage video. And I really, really hope my internet's going to work properly because I've just got some rage. That's these temporary studios, janky business. But we prevail. The North rises and rides again. Why am I saying this to you about COVID? It's really just like, let's try and like sort of like think differently about it instead of catching COVID. And this is absolutely backed up by like legions of studies, which I've read and absorbed and I'm satisfied with. So here's a meme. So instead of thinking about catching COVID, try catching a heart attack, catching blood clots, catching brain damage, catching diabetes, catching disability, catching bedridden, mask up. Listen, fucking some of the things on that list happened to me. And I'm telling you, it's like I've went from doing ultra marathons and not necessarily just because of this. I mean, obviously, people who tune in know I've had uh, operations and things because of those things in the past. But I went from that to being absolutely and utterly wrecked. Um, and it's only now I'm coming out the other side, but I'm still not right. I think anybody who's went through a version of, of what you're saying there isn't right. And do you know what it is? I'm not going to do that thing where I just forget about it. I'm going to keep like bringing it up. I'm going to keep reminding people. And I'm going to keep losing followers if I have to. And because it's the right thing to bloody do. It's just the right thing to do. I've read the stuff. It's not cool, but with the minimum of effort, like, and I'm talking through the unions and other ways of changing things in the workplace and in the public sphere, we could have all of this, not as much of a problem. One example being, I read last week that 14,000 people, 14,000 people have died as a result of catching COVID in hospital when they've been admitted for other things like breaking a leg or any of the other reasons why people can be admitted to hospital. Hospitals are a huge vector of disease and we haven't even got like what across the board community protections like mask mandates for FFP2 and above for healthcare workers. That is a national scandal. And I don't know if there's a D notice on this from the press and like from the government or the media or whatever. But I urge anybody who can speak up about this to speak up about this, because why wouldn't you? You're a human being too. You're not immune to this stuff. Like, how long do you want to live in fear or worry about your career and all of that? If you want to look at it from those terms, right, look at what your hourly rate will be over the rest of your life if you get any of this shit and you're bedridden for the rest of it. Like, however, you are not immune to this. So here we are again, back talking about the thing. Really would love it if this wasn't happening. Sadly, it is though. So as the slide before says, the world you were born in no longer exists. And ask questions of your doctor if you need to go to an um, appointment. Because quite simply, clinically vulnerable people are not attending appointments, and that could be like cancer or just any other ailment, disease, because they're scared. I, from what I've read, I am too. I don't know what my immune system's like. You know what I mean? Like all the illness that I had, I, I don't know. I mean, I was ill like this summer 
with COVID, bashed to fucking bits. So, bit of tough love, Devna. Do love you though. It's all from a place of love. That I know. But it's also a pl- from a place of absolute exasperation that with the minimum amount of effort collectively, we could have a maximum amount of results. These assholes running the world, right? They have these protections, man. I've said this many times and I'll say this again. Westminster, Ministry of Defense, every room at the World Economic Forum in Davos. Imagine that, conspiracy theorists. I know I'm sounding like a broken record, but we're back and this is how it is. Because the world hasn't changed, so we'll have to. And that's how it is. And it's Friday afternoon and here we are. Watch what you're doing. What what you did be there. So anyway, babe, wake up. New ultimate danger to children just dropped. What you're seeing on the screen is a, a picture of uh, Crystal Tory um, with an XL bully's face. If that isn't a composite of the ultimate danger to our nation's children, I don't know what it is. And also something else you can't boof with us, the ketamine girls. Um, and it tends to feature white people with dreadlocks. I want to point something out, right, because I felt really bad recently because... I know loads of different people and not everybody's a monolith. Not every white person with dreadlocks is is an absolute dickhead. And we've been going in on them just like we have. And we've been careful to delineate between toxic boomers and everybody else. I know some wonderful boomers, just like I know some wonderful hippies. And I want to just make that very clear. But if you think we aren't putting up high quality memes such as that, you've got another thing coming. Look at that thing, man, the XL bully on the Crystal Tories boat race. Tell them. Just got me throat a bit bit done. So I'm just going to play this video and it should give it enough chance to get some of this honey down my neck. Two seconds. I shall put that one up on the screen because it is the right one. This is at, at, at Misra Andrew on the Twitter. And it is ahead of this party's conference in Liverpool. Labour leader Sir Keir Starmer explains why he writes for a newspaper that's widely boycotted on Merseyside. We've talked about this before. Let's see what he's got to say now. You promised you wouldn't give interviews to the Sun in the 2020 leadership campaign. Can you tell people in Liverpool why you continue to write for a paper that is widely boycotted in the city? It is very important that we have a change of government so we can take our country forward. In order for that to happen... Why do you, why do you keep rising for the sun? In order for that to happen, I have to make sure that what we have to say is communicated to as many people as possible in the time that we've got available. And that is why um, I'm very happy to work with the sun, to write for the sun, to do interviews with the sun or any other media outlet in order to ensure that we make the change that we need. Of course I understand that. I was Director of Public Prosecutions when the report came in on the Hillsborough case. I met the families myself. I absolutely understand how deeply it is felt. I've spoken to some of the families. When I spoke to them, some of them were only coming to terms for the first time uh, with the full extent of what had happened and the many times they've been let down. But for them, for Liverpool, for the whole of the Northwest, the single most important thing that I can do is to ensure that we get a change of government. I can only do that by communicating uh, to as many people as possible the positive case that we have. You probably if that, shut up you, if that isn't <laughs> a complete example of gaslighting, I don't know what it is, 
are the best thing I can do for the people of Liverpool, which is effectively what he's saying there, but he's trying to collectivise it in the Northwest da, 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 and do that thing that politicians do, that whole neurolinguistic programme and change of government thing. Because if you study these things, you know what they're doing. So what he's effectively saying, when it comes down to it, amidst all the bluster and the neurolinguistic programming and the gaslighting is, the best thing I, Keir Starmer, can do for the people of Liverpool is write for Rupert Murdoch's Sun newspaper. The people who lied about the victims and survivors of Hillsborough on the day and since that day. Don't vote Labour. Don't come up with any mealy-mouthed shit about voting Labour. And that's one of multiple amounts of reasons why if you vote for them, you're a soulless piece of shit. And I'm not playing these games. I've been playing them for a while, really. And I really, really wish more people would just come out and say it as it is. Because that's how it is. Like, let's not worry about like career and all of these other things if we can if that's what it is for you or not standing out anymore or whatever whatever the top and bottom of it is we have an opportunity and we'll come on to that in a moment about the brother glenn and hamilton west by-election it's not necessarily just about that by-election it's about turnout and it's about um opportunities for something a bit more progressive i feel and what could come out of that is quite simply um, when turnout is low, it's not just because of um, it's a by-election because you do get a knockoff about that. It was incredibly low as was. And I've actually got the results here. I'll just pull them straight up and we'll just do them off the page. Um, oh, fuck you. Right, anyway, malfunction again. This is why moving studios really sucks. But we're back. So the top bottom of it is it was something like 30-odd percent turnout, right? Absolutely crap and really bad for democracy as we understand. So there's opportunities there as far as I'm concerned for a progressive vehicle. As I understand it, um, in my personal view at least, and I'm going to be challenged on that next week, I hope, and I'll tell you by who in a minute, I don't believe that um, setting up a left electoral vehicle now has enough time to make an impact or a dent in the way that it needs to. So what I feel is like the left should fall in behind the Greens as an electoral um, vehicle. So I'm going to ask this question next week. Um, some of you might have heard of Andrew Feinstein, who was, I think he was an advisor to Nelson Mandela in the ANC. It was something like that. He's going to come on next week. I've got a WhatsApp. I'm actually, thanks to Laura for arranging that. Um, and we'll book a time in. And he's part of setting up a new network, along with a few other um, relatively well-known people on the left. So I want to ask him about that. I want to ask him if he thinks it's too late and all of that kind of stuff. So that was one of the conversations I had there with Laura today. So thanks for that. That's from Laura from Socialist Think Tank. Give him a follow. So we'll have that discussion in the open and we'll see. My personal view is not. I think it's too late. And I think we should fall in behind the Greens. Um, certain things, green policy positions, I don't agree with, like NATO for one. But um, I also understand, you know, we're in here all the time talking about the climate emergency, um, COVID. 
Greens, uh, we've had direct contact with them, as people who tune in know. We spoke to Zach Polanski, we spoke to um, Nick Hartley from the Newcastle Greens as well. Um, spoke off offline, well, off the show with South Tyneside Greens, and every interaction has been brilliant. Um, evidence in the all party parliamentary group on COVID as well by Caroline Lucas. Can't ask for more than that. So I'm not seeing anybody else stepping up to that level about the things that we need. So hopefully Andrew can tell me what the plan is and is what what is the point because there is a hell of a lot of these like sort of people's front of Judea things. So I want to know why this is different myself and I'm sure you probably do too. So let me have a look in the comments, see what's being said here. Sam Freeman, nice to see you, pal. Blair 2.1, indeed. Jacqueline Hemmons in the house, a regular. Nice to see you, pal. Hope you're doing well. Um, what else we got? Shazbot's here. Hello, everyone. I'm here listening, but washing me dishes. I do that all the time, you know, like with things that I watch or listen to. Just love doing the chores whilst doing those things. Linda's saying, GPs, opticians, etc. refuse to accommodate the clinically extremely vulnerable maybe wear an FFP2. What we need to do, Linda, is um, we need to make sure these things are mandated. And we also need to get, in the meantime, a list of providers who are COVID safe. I was talking to my partner about that because she's a physiotherapist and we really feel like that's something that would work well. So, um, Linda, if you want to lead on that and not talk to us about it and you know, quite often when we have an emotional charge around something, instead of just taking it, if we turn that into something positive, that can also help other people in our situation, then it's a big win. So if every town and city, we're going to have at least one optician, physiotherapist, whatever that will recommend, what I'll commit to is giving them um, some free promotion. So there you go, and it can work. And I mean, we would usually charge for ads and stuff. So free ads. Um, we just want to want people to be safe. So if that's something that anybody listening to this or watching this feels that you can help with, inbox is open. Also, milkthecowpodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. I'm into this, man. We've got to do this ourselves in the meantime. Nice to see Sam as well. He's just said, hello, followed you for Well First Live. Welcome, mate. Nice to see you here. Um, anybody about? Carlos is saying... I hope the white van poppy men get access to those jazz hunt messages lest they forget. Like, indeed. Indeed. Anybody else about ah, Maureen's here? Nice one. Maureen saying we'll join in next week for the chat with Andrew. Spot on, Maureen. More the merrier. Um, I'll send him a text when I'm done here and um, I'll just let you know via social media when it's happening and anybody wants to tune in on the live, be more than happy to hear what you've got to say. I want to also ask him some Mandela questions, which is the one Linda's saying sounds great. Nice one. Just fire us an inbox. And if I don't get back to you over the weekend, it'll definitely be next week, Linda, and we'll go take it from there. Hello, Sue. Nice to see you, pal. Sue's dropping in at the last there. So just one more thing before we go into the weekend. Fuck Suella Braveman. She does not speak for, for me whatsoever. And if you want to know why, here's a picture of a 1970s National Front leaflet. Those are the fucking reasons why. Listen, we know we know that it's 2023 and the world's changed. We know fascism has many different forms. We know about Hindu Vata, which is not linked to a Buddhist in Suella Braverman. But what my point is, in more general terms, fascism 
has different faces. Rishi Sunak doing that thing with Georgia Maloney, some double op-ed. There's an absolute rabbit out here. And I think um, the enemy of my enemy is my friend is going on here. I think what's happened here, and I've spoken about this for 10 years, the establishment got spooked by left-wing populism um, in, I would say, early 2010s. You know, when Navarro was born and all of that sort of age groups were flinging fire extinguishers off the top. And there was a hell of a lot of other stuff going on around the world. And obviously the establishment have known about the um, things that are coming down the line, which we're living in now, climate emergency, they were overdue a pandemic, blah, 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 many other things too. So there's been a concerted effort to um, birds of a feather flock together with similar ideologies since then. But if you look throughout history, there's lots of examples that I haven't got time to go into because I'm going to go and smoke some devil's lettuce and you should, no, that's not right. You should go and do whatever you want to do. But I'm going to do whatever I want to do because we're on social media. So I've got to talk like cringer rather than battle cat because that's what we do. Anyway, I'm going to get myself off to the weekend. Um, it's been a bit of a torrid, well, not torrid week, just like tiring. There's a lot going on, personal life too. But that's our eat, man. What's Sam saying before we're gone? Living in Australia, and for you because you're in the middle of this, back next year. Right back at you, pal. And I really appreciate you. I uh, appreciate you being here. And um, good luck as well, because you're going into climate emergency summer in Australia. And um, yeah, definitely good luck. And seriously, man, pack a bug out bag and plenty, plenty of water on either side. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Have a good one. See you later, Slaz. All the best, everybody. Also, if you do want to support our work, you can go to PAT, RUN.com forward slash Cowdaily. That's Patreon.com forward slash Cowdaily. Link in the description of this podcast for that. And um, PayPal links if you want to make a one-off contribution to our work. Thanks to everybody who did this week. Uh, Paul, Daniel, other people as well. Absolutely love yous. Always, whenever my phone gets a notification and see that, it's a blessing. So thank you very much. Um, off to um, just get my head down and remains on to ring me ma this weekend. I've been slipping. Need to give her a belt. Been a few weeks. Who texts though? Love you, ma. Bye. <laughs>